I went to a class over the weekend and my plan from day one was to drive to this class. I'm in Oregon. The class was in Northern Central California. I heard the airport's been crazy. So that was just my plan. The day before I was supposed to drive down to California, things were just not lining up and it was becoming more and more evident that I was not supposed to drive. But (laughs) I'm kind of stubborn. And I was like, no, I said I was going to drive. I'm going to drive. And I made a joke at 1140 p.m. the night before I was supposed to leave that if I could find an airline ticket for $300 that I would fly instead of drive because at that point... It made more sense to fly. So I look at the Portland airport and it was 810 bucks. I'm like, yep, not doing that. And then I look at a small airport two hours away near where my dad lives. And there was an airline ticket to California, a couple hours south of where my class was for $320 after taxes. I'm like, okay, universe, I'm listening. Well, because I booked everything. So this was like all at 1140. By the time I got my rental car and my plane ticket booked, all of the things, it was midnight. And then I had, let's see, I had to leave at five. So I had like five hours to pack, to clean, to shower, all of the things. was like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's fine. I'll sleep, like, I'll sleep on the plane. And... Went. I just went. I just started packing, got in the shower, cleaned a little bit, and then I left. I went on my drive, and that was the first leg of many. So it didn't dawn on me where I was flying into. Like, I knew where I was flying into. I knew I used to live there, but I really didn't have time to think about how will it feel. I was just like, oh, I'm going to go check out this place and this place. Like, I'm going to see if my juice bar is still there and da-da-da-da-da. And not thinking, like, is this going to bring up any memories? And the kind of irony, I guess you could say, is since my second MDMA session, I have relived so many moments of my past. And for me, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is giving me the opportunity to reprocess things, to add new meanings to that or to assign new meanings to them. Did it dawn on me that this trip would be another one of those opportunities? Of course not, because... I learn slow sometimes. So I get to the airport. I get on the plane. I'm heading for California. Didn't get to sleep on the plane because I ended up talking to the woman next to me the whole time. I get off. Well, it was 50 degrees in Oregon when I left. So I had leggings on, a sweatshirt on. I had a vest on because I love to travel. Actually, I just love vests because hashtag pockets are the best. Um, so I get off the airport and, or I get off at the airport and it's hot. Obviously I was warm, but it wasn't that bad. Get into the airport. It's pretty cool. And then the bags at baggage claim took a hot minute and there was no air conditioning where the baggage claim was. I mean, maybe there was, but everyone was going in and out of the door and it Felt like it was 110 degrees in there. So as I'm sitting there and my leggings are like suctioning cup, like they felt like suction cups just wrapped around my whole entire legs. I was like, oh, I'll just go back to my apartment and change. And I paused because I have not had an apartment in Burbank, California for six years. And in that moment, I was just like, what the hell? Not hell. But you know what I mean? And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, 
we're just gonna forget like that happened because awkward grab my bag book it over to the rental car place and I had sent everyone like a snapchat or something of like hey I made it and one of those was to my friend in San Diego who I actually went to school with in Burbank so we both lived there at the same time he lived there a lot longer than I did but we went to school together and have kept in contact ever since and he's like does it feel weird to be back and in that moment I was like yeah I feel like I'm in a divorce with Burbank but I want it back like I'm in this toxic relationship with Burbank of I know we're split up but I want it back and I also know it's not the best thing for me yet I want it it's like it was so weird and so I was like well whatever you know I, I just I'm like I don't know why I feel this way it kind of it is what it is I'm off to go get my rental car and drive around and so I, my friend ended up call, calling me and he just moved out of Burbank like not a year ago I think and he was there 10 years I was there just one year but we both had really pivotal moments in our lives there and for me it was really the first place I built a home of my own I really got to discover like who I was and who I wasn't and it was just a huge transformation transformational time in my life and so I got went and got my car was talking to him on the phone driving around like I went and saw my school I went and saw my old juice bar that I used to go to all the time I went by my apartment I think I went by a few other things some studios that I used to love to drive by and was just like it looks so I, – I always go to say this fast backwards because one of my favorite – now I'm not going to remember the Maroon 5 song, but it's like you look so different, but you feel the same. And Burbank is the opposite. It looks so similar, but it feels so different. And so, again, there's this part in my heart that is like, I want this back. I want my life back. Like, why did I move back to Oregon? And then there's this other part of me that's like, dude, no, (laughs) like you left for a reason. We left for a reason. You don't, you don't want to come back. And so it's like, I always think of Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove when he's got the angel and the devil on his shoulder. Like there's these two parts of me just arguing back and forth with each other. And honestly, I kind of just let them argue drove around for a little bit. And then I was heading up north to stay with my friends in Bakersfield because I was going to stay with them while I was taking the class in Fresno because Bakersfield is a lot closer to Fresno than Burbank. So start heading up north and I'm just reminiscing because I used to go up to Six Flags and Universal and was talking to my friend and, you know, part of us Like, we still want to create art and want to make movies, but we know LA is not really the place. And it's just, like, all of these emotions coming up, right? And didn't, like, it was happening, but also I was heading to class. I was heading to see some friends and explore a different part of California. So I had, like, all of these emotions and feelings and memories running in the background. And it was, like, this part was going this part of me was going, this part of me was coming. And it was just like, I don't know what's going on fully, but I do. (laughs) So I'm leaving and get to my friend's house. And we just hadn't caught up in like over a year. So really kind of put aside all the Burbank stuff. 
and was really prepping to hang out with her for the day, the following day, and then go to class the next day. So hung out with her. It was great and went to class. So that was on Thursday, hung out with her on Friday, and then went to class on Saturday. And I went to a class called The Law Method. And if you haven't heard of it, check out Joel Crandall and his work. It was amazing. I'm going to do a full episode just on The Law and what I learned. Biggest takeaway that I'll share here was learning how to trust yourself. And for me, like learning what my yes is and learning what my no is in my intuition as to whether I should make a decision or not. Is this a hell yes or is this a no? And what I didn't realize was that I really don't trust myself. And that was this underlying theme throughout. I don't trust myself and it's time to let go, which has been a crazy, just, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm going off on a squirrel moment here. Was just this crazy... It's time to let go has just been this message for me since May, May or June, May or June, whenever I went and saw Top Gun Maverick for the first time. So there's this scene in Top Gun Maverick where, and I'm not, uh, I'll guess, I'll, nah, not really a little spoiler, but not a huge spoiler if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, get your butt to a movie theater. And if you have seen it, go listen to Landon and I's Top Gun Maverick review and then go see it again because maybe you missed some things. But there's this moment where Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, is talking to Val, Ki- Val Kilmer's character, Iceman. And Iceman is got cancer and can't speak because in real life, Val Kilmer has throat cancer and can't speak. So they have, he has a little speaking moment, but mostly he's typing on a computer. And at one point he writes, it's time to let go. And I know most people would be like, Michaela, that's just written in the movie. The moment that that came up on screen, I think three days before I saw it for the first time, I'm like, God, send me a message, send me a sign. I don't know what it is, but like, send it to me. And when that, when that message popped up on screen, I was like, nope, that's for me. That's the message I asked for. And I got goosebumps. I mean, that was one of the reasons. And again, if someone wants to write it off, like, okay, that was in the movie. Fine, whatever. I knew that was my sign. And I just couldn't deny it. But then it was the question of like, okay, well, what? (laughs) If I... (laughs) I just sometimes, me, myself, and I, you know, you just kind of want to like, smack yourself around a little bit. I'm like, what, what do you want me to let go of? Like, what do I need to let go of? And then it's just been this cascade of events of, okay, I have to let go of this. Okay. I have to let go of that. And that's really what the, the other part of this trip was about for me was trusting myself and letting go. And I think we have to trust ourselves in order to let go and also trust ourselves to know that when we let go, that it was the right decision. And I had let go of Burbank and my life there. And I did not trust myself that that was the right decision. And that's why I was still grasping onto this was because I was like, you made the wrong decision, but I didn't. I just didn't trust myself that I did. So go to class. And I was one of the first adjustments that they did because we did a neck adjustment. And one of the first things he says to me was, or not one of the first things, but one of the things he said to me was that I was skipping steps. Like in my healing journey, I was skipping steps. And like, 
like what else do I do? Because I've done, I thought like, I realized I was doing it wrong. And then I went back and I did things completely differently than I ever have before. And I'm still skipping steps. Like I'm still doing it wrong. And that was just like, I remember the drive back from class that night. I was just like, what, what in the world? Like what now God? Like, I don't know. I was pissed. (laughs) I was so pissed actually. So I was like, I don't, I don't know what else you've got for me. Cause like at this point, I just want to throw in the towel. I just want to call it quits and put my head in the sand. And that was another thing was, I guess there's a, you know, it's crazy when you start talking out loud of how much stuff, and this is why I recommend that everyone starts a podcast because it's so helpful sometimes like as much as I love to share these stories to help people connect and know they're not alone. Like, believe me, if you're at a moment in life where you want to quit too, like I was just there literally days ago. So absolutely, I record this for connection. And it's also very therapeutic to have realizations out loud. Anywho, so was accepting, like accepting that this is the path I've chosen. And as I was doing all my driving around, I was catching up on a class and they were talking about human design and manifesting generators on how they will skip steps. So then I'm pausing and I'm like, oh, I know that I can work fast, but instead of following all 10 steps and just letting myself work quickly through those steps, I'm going from step one to step three, step three to step five, step five to six, but then we're going to go to eight and then all the way up to 10. And that was one of the things I learned was like, okay, Michaela, you can work fast through things, but that doesn't mean you can skip steps. Uh, Chip. I am watching my sister's dog for her and he does not like being alone. So if you hear a whining in the background, that is Chip. So it was trust, acceptance. I think those go hand in hand, letting go and acceptance. And then the other thing while I was on the table was this realization of being stuck in the past. And I don't remember what he said because I kind of... There was some like trauma stuff that came up. And one of the things that I recently realized is how much I still dissociate. And so when I do that, my I don't remember things very well. I really don't remember things at all. And but I remember talking and realizing like... I don't want to go to this next step or I want to go to this next step, but I'm being held back because I'm holding myself in the past and I love the past. And that was the other irony is like the first conversation we had in class was talking about how nostalgia can be dangerous. Like if we sit in that all the time like is that keeping our brain in the past and if it's keeping our brain in the past like it's keeping our bodies in the past and so I'm just like it's so obvious <laughs> it's like it's so obvious that it's easy to miss and so we're sitting there talking about it and I was just like I'm holding on to the past so hard that I'm literally stopping myself from moving into the future. The reason I can't manifest or have things that I want come to fruition is because I'm so stuck and so reliving the past that it's literally holding me back. And everything like again with 
my, there was a part of my brain that obviously still thought I had an apartment that I haven't had for six years. And it blew my mind when I said that out loud. And then watching that trip unfold, it was like, oh, this is what God wants me to let go of. So the class was great. And then after class, I, you know, had all these realizations, these like up and downs. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go see my friend in San Diego. So drove to, <laughs> yes, I covered half the state of California in like a matter of four days, but it was a blast. So I go down to California. I see him. We saw Top Gun in San Diego. Again, it's great. It was the fact that I got to see Top Gun in San Diego before it goes out of theaters. Yeah. Okay total. Like I told my friend, it's going to be one of those moments where I, I'm the old person and I'm telling my kids like, yeah, when Top Gun came out in theaters, I got to go see it on on IMAX in San Diego where it was filmed. I just, I'm totally going to be that parent, but Anyway, so then on my way back, because I flew out of Burbank too, on my way back up to Burbank, I stopped at Downtown Disney to get my cousin a birthday present. And I just really wanted to see, I haven't seen Downtown Disney. And when I lived in Burbank, I had a season pass and I would go visit Disneyland because it just, it felt like home. It felt like my second home. Like I'd get homesick when I lived in Burbank and I'd go visit Disneyland. And I was going to, Disneyland didn't close until midnight. I think I got there at about nine and I was like, man, all the lines are short. It's so tempting to just go in and ride a couple rides. But I really was like, no, I'm tired. I want to get, I have to fly out at seven o'clock the next morning and I still have an hour drive back up to my hotel. And so I was like, okay, no, I'm going to get my cousin's birthday present. I bought a couple other things. I'm going to (laughs) eat. And then I'm, I will tell you why I'm laughing because I'm going to eat and then I'm going to drive back. So got the shopping done. I was walking by. I was like, I'm going to have a hot dog. (laughs) I'm so going to have a hot dog. And so I go get a hot diggity dog, which has got to be like a 99 cent Costco dog that they sold for $10. And so I'm eating this Costco dog, (laughs) this Disney Costco dog, whatever you want to call it. And it, it dawns on me that I I wanted to go into Disneyland, but there was this other part of me that knows like me doing my solo Disney trips is like a chapter that's come to an end and not saying that I won't ever go to Disneyland by myself again, but the the intention that I go into it with is different. And what I really enjoy about Disneyland now is not going for myself, but I love going and seeing other people experience it for the first time. And so it was like, I don't want to go into Disneyland right now. I want to come back and I want to bring my cousins who have never been to Disneyland. And it was like the dominoes just went like right in a row of like, okay, this is the next step you're meant to take. You're transitioning from one chapter to another. You're no long in this, no longer in this season of life. You're now in this season of life. And it was like, letting go of that chapter so I can move into the new chapter. And I still don't have all the answers yet. But one of the things 
that was just such a good reminder. I'll never have all the answers. I don't know why I said yet, because it's just not going to happen. But one of the things that was just this, like such a beautiful reminder was trust in myself and also trust in God because like his plan is so much better. Like my plan was to drive down and go to Fresno and Bakersfield. And then his plan was for me to go to Burbank and San Diego and Anaheim and Bakersfield and Fresno and go stop at this new coffee shop and get to see my friends more and fly. So I didn't have the stress of driving down. And it was just so much more beautiful than I could have planned. But as long as I'm trying to control and not letting go and not trusting, I'm holding myself back. Like by controlling, by not trusting, I'm the one that's holding myself back. So that was really a beautiful lesson for me. And that's why I wanted to share it with you today because, you know, if there's one, there's many. And I just listened to so many other people's stories and I'm just in awe of like, wow, we're all going through so many similar things right now. Like I feel like God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, is like trying to teach us so many of the similar lessons. So if you have a recent story on learning how to let go or trust, I would love for you to reach out to me on Instagram. I am at Michaela Pollock on Instagram. If you type in the Western Hippie, it should also pop up as well. And yeah, send me a message and let me know like, what are you? you learning about trust? What are you learning about letting go? Because I don't know about for you, but for me, it's been so powerful. And just, I got back, let's see, I'm recording this on August 19th. I got back on the 16th. So just three days ago. And I'm actually blown away at how many things have shifted. And even just my ability to have certain conversations with people and my ability to hold boundaries. And there was even one thing today that I thought when somebody said it, I was waiting for myself to get pissed and charged. And when I get like in that, in that mode, I like, but like I word vomit all over people. And I was like, I didn't do it. And I heard this higher voice of myself, like, nope, that's not what we do anymore. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, I would love to hear about your experiences. What did you find interesting? Like, was there something that helped you? Is there something you want to hear more of? Like, just send me a DM and yeah, let's connect. Um, yeah. So subscribe to the podcast. I still, that is one of my weekend projects is to create an intro and outro for the Western hippie. I'm really excited. I'm going to make a, I don't know what it's going to be yet. It's going to be like the Western hippie manifesto or the Western hippie prayer. I'm going to see what comes out as I'm writing this weekend, but I'm going to write that. And that's going to be the intro. And I want to know if you resonate too. So when that's out in live, you're going to have to let me know what you like about it. But yes, subscribe to the channel or the show channel both because the next two episodes I'm reading my first and second experience with MDMA. So those are going to be available on audio. Yeah. I've not read those out loud. So I'm sure that will bring up emotions as well. Yay. Healing journey. (laughs) Okay. I love you. And I'm just going to go with my live aligned sign off because Everyone needs to be a rebel, live aligned, and go make a ruckus. So take care, and I will talk to you soon.